0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sunday, it's a Cubs and Bulls mega doubleheader on the score. First, Cubs-Rockies live at 135. It's got a chance! Cubs win! Followed immediately by Bulls-Bucks in Game 1 of the NBA playoffs at 540. On 670 the school and the Odyssey app.
1: Live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR in HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station.
0: The Score! Score! Bye-bye. Oh, tripping.
2: I'm out of here anyway. We there. <laughs> Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplify. For White Sox fans, you don't have to have a subscription for Apple TV Plus to watch the game. Like it'll just be there, but you're gonna get inundated on why you should have a subscription to Apple TV Plus. So just know that it's going to be a broadcast that's got that's trying to give a podcast feel to it and that you don't have to give a subscription. If you have a smart TV or a tablet, you can just download the app and you'll be able to watch your White Sox play the Tampa Rays.
1: It's a big day. It's a big day for the tech savvy in White Sox fan nation to be ready to be a hero. You're going to have to be a hero multiple times over today and tonight. Yep. You're going to field a lot of texts, uh, a lot of panicked phone calls. If I were you, I would write it out like in a notes app or something like that. Just your standardized response with instructions, perhaps a link to the app store, something like that. So you can just cut and paste and respond when Uncle Tony crazily and haplessly begs you for guidance. Well, he should be managing the teams. I'm hope that he's not watching the game. (laughs) Well... If he is managing the teams, you know. I would pay money. Move Larry Larry Garcia either out of the lineup or down to nine, at the very least. Uncle Tony.
2: I would pay money to see Tony LaRussa explain how to watch the (laughs) White Sox game tonight.
1: I would like to sit there and watch him after a couple of beverages try to figure out how to stream the game.
2: It would be hilarious. (laughs) That voice is the voice of Matt Spiegel. Danny Parkins
0: is off
1: today Danny Parkins is off today because that man is a proud father of two of two congratulations to Danny but mostly Steph and Steph but mostly Steph and also Owen who I'm sure did wonderful work um but yes no it's it's all Steph but man you know last time um Owen was very premature and they had to spend a lot of time in 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 the NICU and this time, no. Yep. Hopefully very, very healthy, kind of normal regimen. The baby is born, young Eli, Elijah, here during uh, Passover. Eli's coming. Eli is coming. That's absolutely true. Eliyahu Hanavi for the Jews out there. Eli is here, Eli Parkins. And uh, congratulations to all. And everybody's doing well, doing healthy. And they're hoping to like have like kind of a normal hospital experience this time where they can be there for a day or two and then go home then bring
2: their baby home all
1: of them actually go home to their a,
2: other baby what a novel approach how about that yes congratulations so to Steph
1: mostly uh, and yes Danny. <laughs> and Danny for all the hard work I'm thinking about um Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel which we've done for football picks trying to get Eli in on it earlier need, I need another kid you know, right now, what do we do? Parkins versus Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel versus <laughs> nobody? Well, the may, hell, man. Maybe you should bring in
2: another Spiegel instead of bringing in another life to the world.
1: I do have a big pile of
2: Spiegel. There's a I bunch of them. From. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're all over the place. You can get them in on the action. Just grab one of them. Hey, this wiggle we- is fifty-six. They want in. okay? I mean, it's not I mean, a kid.
2: Think that it, how much fun it could be though. Get Herbie Baby
1: in there. Get
2: Papa if he. And then if he were to lose to a a young Parkins,
1: <laughs> that could be some Shane. That could be some some Cracker Jack content. I don't know, man. It's like. It, it, already, I think it's a little bit of a stretch to get the uh, 21-month-old Owens picks. Although we've heard his uh, his language skills elevate along the way. Go Bears! Yeah, exactly. So congratulations to the Parkinsons, and he'll be out on paternity leave for a while, so um, I will be here. I'm here solo today, as I was yesterday but starting next week, I'll have partners. you got going to so, have some friends? Mark Grody will be in. A groats? Of, groats will be in goats. a bunch of times. I'm going to work with Gabriel Ramirez a couple of times. I'm looking forward to that. You should. Hopefully Anthony Heron uh, a time or two in there as well. So, yeah, it'll be fun, man. And obviously Shane and Tanny will be here. And the mob will be hanging around. And um looking forward to Parkins and Spiegel without Parkins for a couple of weeks. I don't mean I'm looking forward to that part of it. <laughs> that came out wrong wow dr freud <laughs> no.
2: man i'm no, really no, no. looking forward to doing this radio show without my partner it's
1: like the time me and danny had joe buck on recently and i said joe what's it like to work with friends <laughs> wow that's not what i said really Danny, is this
2: what happens every day on the show just you know,
1: for better or for worse, it's what we are. It's our, it's our family here. It's okay, okay. Our afternoon family dysfunctional. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, it's love. Noth- nothing but love. I'm, I'm thrilled for uh, the family, Parco. So, uh, so on we go on a, on a Friday, and we've got a fun show today, man. Steve Stone is on in one hour. Our first crack at Steve Stone at three thirty. Ricky Williams is on this show. Today. What? Ricky Williams, the former Heisman winner, who now owns a company called Heisman. H I G H owns a cannabis company, but the always incredibly thoughtful and interesting Ricky Williams on this show today, and he doesn't know it, but we are going to surprise him towards the end of the interview with his old coach Dave Wanstead. So we're gonna call yeah, <laughs> we're gonna call Wani and see if these guys ever shared a mango flavored beverage together. Mango uh, of any kind. So I that's love a tease that, for right? all you listeners out there. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, thank it you very much. Yeah, so that should be fun. Ricky Williams and Wani. And then also from the aforementioned Apple TV Plus broadcast, Chris Young is gonna be on. Doesn't Chris Young represent kind of the one that got away for White Sox fans of a certain age and era? A little bit. Because there was a there was a time there where Kenny Williams only drafted toolsy outfielders. Who were raw, but had the ability to possibly do everything. And they kept a lot of them, and most of them stunk. And then they traded one away for Javier Vasquez, and it was Chris Young. And he was real good for a while in Arizona.
2: Javier Vasquez experience. You never knew what you were going to get. Because it it, it was either you're going to see a guy that go, you go, man, he's got all the stuff got all the things mm. or he had no command that day and he walked the yard yeah. right didn't wasn't didn't he have like one did he throw a no hitter in his career like a like a one like hitter where he walked like seven people
1: mm. that was edwin jackson oh, that's who right. they also oh, acquired that's like that. right he was E-Jax. also a Diamondback. back ejax
2: had a no hitter where he walked like eight people like that's bad but vasquez yes was the Tantalizing talent, and and every every time out you go, he's got no hitter type stuff, mm-hmm. and he's also
1: got done in three and a third type yeah. stuff. Yeah, he could he could be that he could be absolutely be that guy. I I I had to uh, what, make is his sure his record
2: still completely like is almost perfectly five hundred. And I know that we don't deal in pitching records anymore,
1: but it made sense for Javier Baez. It was exactly who he was and what you actually lived through. Um, do you know he works for Tony Clark and the Major League Baseball Players Association? I do because I watched a lot of those press conferences during the lockout, and
2: I was like, "Hey, look who that is!
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's Javier Vasquez. So
1: yeah, he was a guy who helped Tony Clark communicate with and to the international players. I bet he was. In a unique position in trying to uh, sell Latin American players on the international draft, which was a very very difficult conversation and debate to have with a lot of them.
2: Yeah, and and it's funny how that that was a wedge issue, and then it kind of wasn't, and then we just got back to baseball and it was like, uh? mm-hmm. did you see the quotes from Chris Bryant yesterday? Chris Bryant w- was because the Cubs are playing the Rockies. Yeah. And so he said that he's mad that they didn't they didn't change. He was joking. They're he's mad that they didn't make it the Chris Bryant rule. Now he's like, after everything I've been through, you would have thought that it'd be the Chris Bryant rule. He's yeah. like, Shohei got a rule.
1: I want a rule. That that guy that that guy Buddy the Elf is in a very happy and healthy place. All he wants to do is show up and play baseball and get paid for it with low stakes. Well, he's got that now. He's got the low stakes and maybe the stakes will rise but you know. The stakes is high. It's, uh, it's, it's some happy people. Some happy people in that organization. Very happy to have him. Did you see that he's allowed to park at the owner's spot? See that a few days ago? Well, that's pretty nice. Yeah, Dick Monfort's like, yeah, go ahead and use my spot one time and so he pulled up in this in this gigantic Ford truck, did Chris Bryant, parked in the owner's spot, and said, it's good to be me, as he was walking away. That's not bad. Yeah. That's Pla- a good feeling. He's played in six games for them as six hits. That ballpark is ridiculous, man. It
2: is, and you saw it on display in last
1: night's game. Yeah, how, you did. How
2: ridiculous that ballpark is.
1: Everybody thinks it's a Homer-friendly park, and it is. Mm-hmm. It's top five. It's top five in Homer friendliness. It's,
2: it's a doubles park and a triples park.
1: And a singles park. It is by far the number 1 ballpark in terms of park factor for singles. By far! Because people play deep and they're expecting deep flies, and then that middle is just wide open. It's second in doubles. I looked this stuff up for Beat the Streak this morning because everybody is like, I had, I had Nick Madrigal last night. My wife had Saya Suzuki last night. Ryan Porth had Chris Bryant last night. Like, Jose Iglesias is very high on the hip the hit probability charts just cuz he happens to be on Colorado and he's going to hit eye in the order so it's number 1 for singles Coors Field, number 2 for doubles behind got a guess on what's number 1 for doubles I think a big giant wall detroit fenway 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 is number 1 for doubles because um, you you hit it 320 feet,
2: it goes off a wall, you got two bases.
1: Exactly. Bounces away from somebody, you got your two bases, plus the weird triangle out there in the in That's center. why I was
2: thinking of Detroit, because
1: that triangle, that, is that the number
2: 1 triples park? Yes! Comerica is your number 1 triples park. So isn't that fun? You got that angle and, and the ball, like, yeah. the jump around like
1: pinball sometimes out there. And then your top five, I might not remember them in order, but your top five for home runs. Cincinnati is number 1. Yeah. Great American Ballpark Cr- is number Chris 1. Chris Bryant will
2: tell you all about that place.
1: Oh, yes he will. Uh, guaranteed rate is in the top 5 in terms of home run friendly ballparks. I'm not surprised. Um Dodger Stadium is up there too. But usually during the daytime,
2: right? Isn't that when more of the out yeah. We can look it up.
1: Yeah. And then Coors was also in there, and there was one more. It might have been it might have been Fenway. I, I forget in the top five. But yeah, Coors is ridiculous as you saw last night.
2: Yeah, it was crazy like watching that game. I was joking earlier because Cole Wright and Ryan Sweeney had thrown out a parlay in the pregame. And the parlay was uh-huh. Justin Steele over three and a half strikeouts nick madrigal two plus hits oh he only had one right no he had two he did have two okay frank schwindel two plus rbis got them all twenty dollars would have won you three hundred and fourteen dollars oh man and did they play it did you ask cole i i don't i don't i i threw it out there because i was watching the game and i looked up and i was like oh because in the first inning you had madrigal get a hit and schwindel get an rbi and i was like oh
1: wow like we're in play. Yeah, like this is in play to happen now. I assume he's still lucid. If Pete Rose is still lucid right now and can have conversations at 81 years old, what is he thinking as he sees pregame shows giving out parlay picks, right? As as he's hearing Ron Coomer do spots for BetMGM in, in the middle of Cubs games, right? <laughs> As he's like, as all of us are inundated, Lawrence, Dinger Tuesdays are are a thing,
2: Um, man. Hello, sir, who, who, who plays, has a whole podcast. It's not about gambling, though. That's just about hitting. Beat the streak. It's right. a hit. It's a hitting. Podcast. Yeah. There's no five point seven million dollar prize at the end of it at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. There is. There is. What's but your What was your highest one? My highest streak. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just I'm just rolling right now. So remember, oh. I come at this from the perspective of a dude who's never and that's played. right. So I'm at six. I'm, mine, I'm sitting at six right now. Mine was thirty two. Wow. What did that feel like? It was it's stressful. As I bet as hell. it was.
2: I bet it was. Because at that point, like. I never got excited until you got halfway. Like it was cool because we would do this every day on one twenty slash Stadium Sports. Got you. We we'd have a list every day. So me, Michael, Kim, Tyler, the Laura. We we would all have this, and I was like, I'm not gonna get excited until I get to 28, and then I got to 32, and then it's you're so nervous. Oh, you're man. like, do I do the double? Yeah. Or do I just find the one guy uh-huh. that I feel like is gonna get. A hit because there's nothing worse than you play beat the streak and then you're like, all right, I'm going to double up today. I'm going to go with Trout and I'm going to go. Juan Soto. Yeah. And then one of them gets a hit, and the other one doesn't. You're like, ah, I should have just played a single today.
1: How about this? Um, A lot of people like to play Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He went hitless two nights in a row in Yankee Stadium. Then he went four for four with three home runs. And then last night, hitless again with the golden sombrero. He struck out four times. Freaking baseball, man. Yep. Hitting is hard.
2: It's It's like playing Sammy Watkins in fantasy football. You don't know you could have the game where he goes for a buck 89 in three touchdowns or
1: the game where he gets two targets and no catches man i it's it, it it's worth remembering by the way today on Jackie Robinson day here the 75th anniversary of his debut in uh, 1947 that that guy could hit yes like not just you think of him obviously as the man he was the legend he was and you know, whether it was willing or sometimes unwilling, the incredibly important historical icon he ended up being. And as a ball player, you think of defensive versatility, incredible base running with the stolen bases. Stealing and home. Stealing home, legendarily. I saw that quote circulating today where he was like, I, w- I was just tired of waiting. <laughs> I was just tired of waiting. It was time. It was time. He just felt it and went. Just incredible instincts to steal home underneath the uh, tag from Yogi Berra but also Jackie finished with a career batting average of 3.13 that's pretty good Was uh, he an 887 career ops it's a higher career batting average than Ichiro Suzuki wow or Miguel Cabrera who's obviously still going but higher than Ichiro that's the one that stopped me cold and then 1949 the season you were talking about the MVP season he had 342 with an OPS of 960. That'll work. Beat out Stan Musial for the MVP in 1949. That's where my
2: picture is. It's him
1: at Wrigley Field. Here, I'll bring it over to you. I'll show you. Yeah, please. Was that was that the first time at Wrigley? It was 49 or was it later than that? So where? So tell me about the etymology of this picture. There's Jackie Robinson at Wrigley Field. That is absolutely awesome.
2: So when I was working over at 120 slash stadium sports, I was working with a guy named Dylan McGordy. Shout out to Dylan McGordy. He's a funny dude, comedian, musician, all around. Actually, you and Dylan would be hilarious. You should actually have him on the If you can get him to do it, you should have him on the podcast for Beat the Streak. Okay. He was a he was a big into getting me into Beat the Streak. His father used to watch our show every day, and I really like the McGordy's overall. And we used to talk baseball online and offline. And he's like, I think you'll like these pictures. And then he sent them to me for my birthday. Oh man. So I, I have the actual photograph of Jackie at home, but I I did a digital version for people on Twitter and on Instagram.
1: That's really, really cool. Cause that's, and I don't know if that was the first time that Jackie was there at Wrigley. No, because he was there Sunday 1947 was the first time. Wow, look at that! That's tremendous. Because what I always think of on this day, well, and tell people what you just showed
2: me. That there. Yeah. it's a mural of of Jackie Robinson in the Mount Mount Royal uh, area of Montreal. And I went searching for it while I was there because you know he was playing in Montreal before he started to play for Brooklyn, and there's this just gorgeous mural of him. Like it's. It's so beautiful, like the concept of it, the execution of it, the way people in Montreal now talk about Jackie Robinson. It's part of the reason why I have a love affair with this city, hmm. like being able to talk to random people in Montreal about Jackie Robinson and having these like kind of full conversations was great. So it became like a hunt. Like I, I love street art anyway and finding murals in different cities. And finding that one, I stared at it for 30 minutes. It's really, really beautiful. It's wow. it's by I forget the name of the famous deli that's there in Montreal, but it's like right down the street from that. Um it it, it blew my mind, like absolutely blew my mind. So yeah, I, I posted that picture on Twitter and on Instagram as well at Lawrence W. Holmes, if you want to see it. That's Schwartz's awesome. deli. Thank you very much, Shane. Yes. It's it's like two buildings down from Schwartz's Deli in Montreal. So if you ever go there, like walk a little bit further up the street and you will see the Jackie Robinson mural.
1: That's really cool. Because on this day, I always end up thinking about the uh, Mike Royko column that he wrote in 1972 on the day that Jackie Robinson died. And he wrote it about when he was a kid, when Mike Royko, the legendary columnist, was a kid in 47. And he heard the old wise men of his neighborhood who liked to sit on chairs on the sidewalk outside the tavern, Talk about this one guy and how he was going to ruin baseball. How Jackie, this guy, Jackie, was going to ruin baseball. And the young Royko was like, I I didn't understand this stuff, but it sounded terrible. And baseball was the most important thing in the world. So what was that about? So he goes to Wrigley on the 18th of May, 1947 for Jackie's first game. And he sees what he ends up finding out is a crowd of 47,000 with tens of thousands of black people coming up to the white North side to go and experience Jackie and how they came by the thousands and they weren't wearing baseball hats. They were wearing church clothes, funeral clothes, suits. And this was like his first exposure to black culture on Moss like this and how cool they were, how kind they were, how the impact that it had on him to feel all these people together, watching the game. Then Jackie Robinson's foul balls got cheered at one point, you know, and just wow. and, and and he realized that day, at one point, he got a foul ball and he turned around and an old black man who had been super emotional the whole game said to him, "Would you sell that ball to me?" and he didn't want to give up the ball, but the man said, "I'll give you $10." And he peeled off 10 $1 bills and gave it to young Mike Royko for that baseball. And Royko said he walked out that day thinking about the whole experience and said there's no way that Jackie Robinson is bad for baseball. Those old wise men in my neighborhood must not know anything,
2: you know? It's amazing when children Ooh. make that realization about the world.
1: Right? Like, like wh- that moment when, when you realize, oh, no, those people don't know Jack Squat. And how is this bad? I just experienced this wonderful day with all these people from different cultures together, and I made ten bucks on a baseball.
2: Shane, let me. How much is ten dollars in nineteen forty-seven dollars worth now?
1: Seriously, imagine how hard that man probably worked for that ten dollars. Because
2: getting peeled off ten bucks in nineteen forty-seven as a kid, one hundred
0: twenty-eight dollars and
1: ninety-three cents. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. Yeah, and, and Royko wrote in 72, is like, since then I've regretted a few times I didn't keep the ball, or that I hadn't just given it to him for free. I didn't know then how hard he probably had to work for that $10, but Tuesday I was glad I had sold it to him. And if that man is still around and has that baseball, I'm sure he thinks it was worth every cent.
2: There's no doubt about it. Right? That, 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 is, a, that is now a family
1: heirloom. For sure. And just the power of... Uh, Of Jackie's presence in, like, changing minds and just opening people's perspectives, you know? It's uh, very important stuff, and I'm glad it's getting celebrated today. At noon today in New York, they lit up the Empire State Building blue and white, Dodger blue and white, and put 42 up there on the Empire State Building.
2: Get a little trolley Dodger action going on there. Right?
1: Let's go. Um. Have a good weekend, Lawrence Holmes. Thank you. I plan on it.
2: I'm going to be watching some baseball tonight, and I, I love the Rays. I, I think the Rays are still in a position to be a championship-level team, so I'm looking forward to them in the White Sox getting it on this weekend.
1: There you go. Watch Wander Franco. <sighs> Dude, how
2: can you keep your eyes off That's of him? Unbelievable. Speaks, have a wonderful weekend. I'll see everybody on Monday at noon.
1: Deal. Thank you. That's Lawrence Holmes. I'm Matt Spiegel. It is Parkinson Spiegel this afternoon. Me and Shane and Tanny. Hanging out while Papa Danny relaxes and enjoys, hopefully hopefully gets a little skin-to-skin time with his young baby boy, Eli. We'll come back. Townie's Open kicks us off on The Score next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.